Todd Lancaster said he was going to hijack the first segment. Yes, I am. Hijack it, brother. Who here on day one watched Pam and Tommy today? I have saw. I've seen the advertisement. I have not watched the show. I come onto this podcast every week, and I think, how can I destroy Todd Lancaster today? But that opening intro... Makes me love you all that much more, Todd Lancaster. Okay, first, let me just say this. Finally, common ground. We have common ground. This is where we're going to build our... This is the rock on which we're going to be built. This is not a family-friendly movie like The Dirt. <laughs> yeah, that was very... Uh, too, other than a couple of parts, that was a little soft, The Dirt. Okay. This is not a family-friendly movie with Seth Rogen-like Sausage Party. Um... Seth Rogen is really good. Yep. Um, so well, I was going to say, I mean, he is coming. He is coming. He is really good in this. The girl playing Pamela Anderson is really good. It's 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 interesting. It's fun. Who they have cast as Tommy Lee? First of all, he's about five foot six and probably would have been better cast in uh, Night at the Roxbury Two. Uh, the kid that did was in the dirt is a hundred times better as as a as a Tommy Lee. Machine Gun Kelly. Is who that is? Oh, from from uh, from Machine yeah. Gun Kelly. It's MJK. Yeah, he's like six one. Yeah, he's tall, skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. He's skinny. No, the he, guy who's not not who. No, the guy. Who, yeah, yeah, the guy that played him in the dirt is. Um, but yeah, this guy right. is about five six. Okay, gotcha. But it was, and Tommy Lee does not come across well. Let me just say that there. I wonder if why. You're a Tommy Lee guy. I'm not. Well, but he was in, in the dirt. He was fun. He oh, was kind of you know loosey goosey. Yeah. You know, there you go. But Sebastian Stan, yeah. who plays him. I will say this also, though. Um, uh, if you're church-going folk, you may pass on this pass one. Pass on the the, uh, the series about a sex tape? Yes. However, I will be at uh, waiting uh, next <laughs> so Wednesday. With did you see the original? Sex tape? Yes. I, you know, I like to keep that between me and my creator. Well... I could say I've seen uh, uh, somebody drive a boat with their penis. Yes. So. And there, there are. And scenes, I saw the tape. There too. are scenes um, in in this that are that just jaw dropping. So what what outlet is this on? I don't I don't even know. Hulu, straight up Hulu, yeah, man. Hulu. One click, baby, and you're there. But, and you can do like a two week free trial if you well, need to. Here's what I'm trying to get to, Todd. Is you hate any music outside of a four-year window while you're devouring your wing here. Okay, well, first what, of all, we have the same wings. Okay, but what what made you, or was it just boredom in the basement? Um, they, they, they touch on the fact how grunge pushed hair metal away. Yeah, no question. And for me, hair metal was always just sort of the the watered-down last version of, of what I'm going to call hard rock, which well, is the Zeppelin, the Black Sabbath, you know, all of that. Now, now, Brino and I have talked about this before as our listeners just tune out easily. Did you ever watch the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke? I have seen that. It's excellent. And basically that was the Mickey Rourke line in The Wrestler when the kid in the trailer next door comes over and basically said, well, you know, what happened from the 80s to now? And he said, you know... The 80s were fun. Yeah. The 90s sucked. Yeah. It was dark. Everything sucked about the 90s. Well, I think it was in the behind the music by about Warrant. They said they were in the record studio or in the uh, 
the There's record exact music for Warren. Oh, there was one for everybody, but it was uh, they were at the studio. Um, the labels, the word I'm looking for, the label. They were in their corporate offices, and they it was when Cherry Pie was about to come out, and that's all the posters were. You know, Warren, Cherry Pie, and and this and that. And they said they came back like a month and a half later, and everybody in the pictures had on flannel, and yeah. they're like, uh oh, it's yeah. over. No, I mean. I, and by the way, the behind the music for Motley Crue is the beginning it's and the, the end. It, it's, it's the, the alpha one. and the omega. It's the alpha and the omega. It is, it is phenomenal. And and I'll just I will tell Podcast Nation if they said Mike DeCorsi, what is your favorite song ever, 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 ever? It's Home Sweet Home, 1991 version, because of that closing segment of behind the music was so freaking powerful with uh, with Vince Neil and his daughter. Yeah, um, and it, it was interesting, on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast today, there was a guy, uh, and I, I don't know his name, I look, I'm just trying to find it here real quick, Chuck Klosterman, I think. Yeah, Chuck, says, yeah, yeah. He wrote that book on the 90s, yep. and he, he said, they, they got to talking about how, you know, January 1st of, of 1980 or 1990 is not really when the decade starts as far as the feel and the pop culture you know and he said the 90s started when Nevermind came out yeah, when, I, when I, smells I, like teen spirit hit which that would have been almost 91 right 91 that is when the 90s started and i'm not a great grunge fan either but i get it i get what they well are we going to talk neil young when we get into well, Joe uh, i got that up next then we'll we'll let some of that go that look uh, you know Neil Young made himself relevant in the last ten days. I'm gonna I'm gonna stare at you for a while, because for somebody who loves counterculture, you're 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 towing the government and okay. We'll get we'll get line. to that at some point here shortly. Okay. I don't know if Brian only because if to, there's anybody that can be trusted in America, it's freaking big pharma. But go on. Okay, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna let that pass because I got chicken wings doing. Okay, you, you eat a wing, and I'll introduce this next uh, next topic: Joe Rogan, Neil Young controversy. Neil Young, Joni Mitchell demanded Spotify to remove the their music as long as the streaming service offers Joe Rogan a platform to spread misinformation about the COVID vaccine on his popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, of course, and. I may not agree with Joe Rogan's stance on vaccinations, but I loved his response to the controversy, and I've got a couple of quotes here. I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. Eh, that one might not be. Rogan said in a, in a video posted on Instagram, I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than to just talk to people. I want to hear what their opinion is. Um, he said, I do not know if they're right. I don't know if I, if, it, because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. And he said, the mistake that I've made, if I have someone on a radical side of a, uh, of a, of a topic, I probably need to bring in following that experts on both sides of the fence. Okay, I'll jump in. And I'm gonna. I'm just gonna agree with the Corsi so much on this. It's not even funny. Oh God. Okay. Hey, <coughs> I wish we've always wanted to sign. Yeah. Clue up the. Uh, cue up the closing music. Yeah. Um, so what I was gonna say is, when when I was a kid, tenth grade, Neil, I got Neil Young's Decade triple album. His music changed the way I thought about things. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I love Neil Young. Right. I don't believe. And, and he marches to the beat of his own drummer. Sure. In every says. way, shape, and form. Yep. He has broken up some tremendous bands 
basically with a note saying... Yeah, I'm not showing up. Yeah. Now, I don't believe that Neil Young is trying to, air quotes, cancel culture Joe Rogan. I just think he believes... I Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm getting an evil eye. Yeah, you got it. Um, it's a good thing he needed another... Honey, he needed another wing. Sriracha honey. wing. Right. But I believe that he's the person who said... It's me or him. I'm not going to be associated with a platform that promotes which this he, type of thought. Which he has the right to do. And and he knows that Spotify is going to come down on you know on Joe Rogan's side. They have to. It's a hundred million dollar, uh, sure. You know, thing. I don't believe Joe Rogan is trying to stop him. I think, but he has spent his whole life saying, "I'm doing this, and now I'm doing this, and the record companies can't stop me, and anybody else." Joe Rogan's enter- and now what I'm going to say is Joe Rogan is entertainment entertainer. He's got a First Amendment right. Um, I-, I think that if it if people have put so much stock in what he has to say, then that's their problem. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he's he's an entertainer. He's doing his job. He's he's making money for Spotify, making money for. I'll tell you what, his new album Barn that came out just shortly ago. Hmm. You can go from Harvest to Harvest Moon, you know, and what is that, 30 years? And then 20 years to Barn. And when he decides to lay it down, he can still lay it down and be Neil Young. Yeah. And be, and be fantastic. But, you know, and, and, and the good news was we got a serious station, Neil Young station, temporarily. And that's all I've been listening to for the last two or week and a half. So Rogan, so Rogan also went on to say, you know, because they're talking about putting advisories on podcasts like they do other things that, you know, that I'm sure it'll be something to the effect of, you know, Spotify doesn't uh, endorse what, what our podcasters say, right. you know, whatever, if there's any misinformation given. And he said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, do it. I mean, Neil Young would be a great interview on Joe Rogan. Absolutely. Well, and here's be. the issue. If we could only freaking just sit down and talk then we might be better as a people than before. And now, and now I've let you wax poetic for two minutes, so I'm going, going to wax poetic. Knock yourself out. That's about two chicken wings right Good. there. Good. You can, you can knock it out. I don't, I don't care what anybody says one way or, or another. My, my issue with this entire thing is people are prisoners of the moment. And, you know, not that you guys are the greatest fans – here we go. But the internet, a lot of times, doesn't lie. And basically, in 2012, the pictures of Neil Young at Trump Tower trying to sell his music catalog to the Trump Foundation, they're out there. It happened. So I, I don't know if he can go completely one way and then come back the other and claim some type of, of, of moral well, high ground. No, but, no, shut up. I said right. two minutes. All right. Because he the, ate his wings too fast. Because the person that this could help the most is Joe Rogan. If I'm Joe Rogan, I am begging for Spotify to fire me because he's going to get paid out. He's going to go back onto every other platform. And by the way, like this is where we've just quit listening to people in the United States. Joe Rogan, I don't think he just like if if, if you would look at his political affiliations and and, and his stances on on major issues. Joe Rogan's not coming to the shooting match in Montgomery and fitting in very well. 
even though he is a hunter and a Second Amendment absolutist and he stocks his own freezer with things that he kills, but all of the social issues, the things that he believes about a variety of other things, he's not. And that's, we, we've degenerated to the point where some of the greatest 60s counterculture people are now walking in lockstep with Anthony Fauci, the government, and Big Pharma. And that is the least counterculture thing you can do right now. Because back in June, the first time that COVID ravaged my family, I had multiple people come over who were vaccinated to see the people in my house who were yet to be vaccinated. Why? Because that's, why the, that's what the science told them at the time. Now, the science says, no, you can't do that because you can pick it up and pass it on as a secondary COVID case. But my issue is, at the time, if they would have taken the dissenting viewpoint, they could have been removed from Facebook, from Twitter, from Instagram, from freaking DoorDash. And now we're six months out and everything has changed. And that's my issue with this. This COVID has made people insane. We used to talk about the military industrial complex. Now we talk about the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And we were told when all this was going on that, that Pfizer, there, that it was 95% effective and you can't pass it on and it's going to prevent death and, and COVID's going to stop with, with, with every vaccination. And it turns out it's all a lie. And, and, and these people have silenced people along the way and now everything that they've said has turned out to not be true. And I don't care if it's true or not. I think science is constantly evolving and getting to the point where you do search for that greater truth. And, 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 and we've lost that. We have lost it. Democrats have lost it. Republicans have lost it. Conservatives have lost it. We've Liberals have lost, lost it. it. And, and, and it just drives me insane. So when, 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 when Joe Rogan, who's clearly probably conservative in some areas, socially liberal in others. When he's the bad guy, we've freaking gone off the deep end. Is, is the problem, like you said at the beginning, it, it, was, it was somewhat new, things were changing, messages were changing. Is the problem that changing everything day by was, day. Too, okay, ab that's was fine. too absolute? Yes, Did they say absolutely. Right. Don't change it day by day. Don't, don't make it absolute. Like, you know, I'll give you a personal example. I was allowed to come in and continue teaching and coaching and doing summer stuff this summer because I had already been vaccinated. My wife, who, who picked up, you know, our, our first case of COVID in the house, her cardiologist basically said, listen, we want to get you so far past this surgery before you get vaccinated. And, that, and, that, and then she got, she got COVID in that window. So she was unvaccinated. And my, my people, you know, we called, we, we, we called the health department. We called medical professionals and just basically explained the situation. And it was, oh, you're good. And now six months later, oh, I would not be good. I would, I would not be allowed to be around any of these people. And, and, and that's fine. That's great. Because guess what? Things change. They do. But, what, but I think when, when one side controls the entire flow of information and you can be vilified and be deplatformed and everything else, I, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's insane. I think it's completely insane, and that's and that's where and like I said, I'm not blaming blaming liberals or Neil Young or conservatives and Donald Trump. I think, you know, I've said this before. God dang it, we're gonna have no subscribers after this is over. You know, I, when Trump was elected in 16, I don't think he was the symptom. I think he was the byproduct of things that were already going on left and right. And, 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 and that's where we are still at, unfortunately, where, where people just can't go, wait, wait a second. You know, we agree on 80% of everything that we talk about, 
Why are we fighting about something like this, so trivial? Where, by the way, I don't believe anything that Alex Jones says. Right. I think right. I think Oliver Stone did way too much acid in Vietnam. But the Oliver Stone Joe Rogan podcast was three hours of excellence. I will say opinion. this: I don't care for many things that. Uh, the Motor City Madman Ted Nugent says on a lot of times. I did listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with Ted Nugent. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was really fun to listen to. And and I am hoping that everything both of you have said is true. Period. The, the, you know, I'm hoping that that Neil Young basically was saying this. I don't, I don't believe in what he's saying. I don't want my name on the same balance sheet as him. See, yeah, and, and if that's the case. And if that's what he wants to do, I'm that's fine. Because I'm going to take my advice what, from Neil Young, what, right. Ted Nugent, But see, here's the Joe problem. Rogan. The the real problem is people do, you know. And and, and you see, right. and how many times have you seen somebody quote a headline and you're like, well, wait a minute, you didn't actually read that, did you? Because the headline was completely misleading, or in the story led you down somewhere. I would much rather. Neil Young have a voice and go sit down on the Joe Rogan show mm-hmm. and talk to him, and, and that's where you because know, he gave him plenty of publicity. Yeah, and, and, and Brian, <laughs> we we talked about it via text yesterday. That's where I think Rogan's response was was perfect, and there is uh, there is rope to, to 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 go discuss, and where where Rogan says, you know, hey, I put these, I don't know how you would you, you would call it, they would be the vocal minority. You put the the vocal minority on, and guess what? Tomorrow we're going to have a follow-up. And then guess what you can do after that? You can get a response to the follow-up, and then you can get a response to the, to the, to the response. And, 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 and just like they do in politics, Neil Young could walk out of there and go do a press conference somewhere else and say, this fucking guy's crazy. And Joe Rogan could go on the show tomorrow right. and say, Neil Young's out of his mind. Yep. Listen, I, but I don't disagree. I think you expected me to disagree because I do no, love I didn't. Neil Young. In fact... You know, well, like it, I said, it, I can, it, I, I can may, be a, it may have been the text message that you sent w- with hashtag Team Neil Young. And here, I never said Team Neil Young. You sent that to me. And here's the thing. Here's I, I the am thing. on. You know, though, I am on Team Neil. What Young. What happens if if the if Taylor Swift and all the other uh, big artists of the day decide, well, we're going to leave Spotify because you know what? They can go and get, sell their music other places. They Who's can. going to end up losing uh, is the people, yep. right. you know, that, that now have a, sub, a Spotify subscription. And then that, it, it just, people just talk to each other, quit being idiots, and, and we don't need to cancel every single thing. I, I mean, and, I, I agree. You don't need, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Whoopi Goldberg was canceled for two weeks because she just gave her opinion. And, and the fact is, had she said about the Holocaust, had she said I, it was man's inhumanity to man and it was racism, I, had she said that, like, you know what well, I mean, it was both. And, and, and I, I, you know, a great story about that. I heard one this week, and I don't want to name names, but, um, you know, long story short, I, college, college situation, a, um, a, a, a roommate got invited to, you know, the home of a Jewish person. And you found out that, you know, the Jewish person and the family that she was invited back to, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't do, her, do her dishes. They wouldn't um, clean her utensils. They wouldn't, yeah. you know, just do little things. And, and basically, you know, the family considered this person to be unclean. And, th- and this... Goy? And, well, and this person just basically said, you know what? Now, I, you know, I kind of understand 
the other side when everybody has this, you know, this Israeli-Palestinian argument. I'd never gotten on the other side before, and I understood that, you know, these people are so militant about their beliefs because of the Holocaust that they went, you know, so far back in the other direction. And and, and, and a lot of people don't, you know, we, we, don't have con we don't have points of context to go, hey, you know, he, you know here, here, here's what happened right here. You know, my dad, who's currently, we just actually, he went to a nursing home today. Um, he's 87, almost 88. He had a neighbor growing up who was a Civil War veteran. Oh, wow. You, you, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a long life to have, to, 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 to be able to have some perspective like that. Absolutely. From where the, a man you, um, one of his great uncle or great uncle of mine who was an uncle of his, I can remember going over there as a teenager, and he was in his 90s, and he was telling me about the assassination of the president. Not Lincoln. McKinley. McKinley. You know, and I mean, and, and you know, how greatly that affected his family when McKinley was, you need to have perspective. Look. I think everybody ought to vote with your pocketbook. What's good for you is good for me. For, that's all I care about is what's good for you. Enjoy yourself. If you don't like something, don't cancel it. Just don't. If you don't like the B3 podcast, don't, don't listen to don't it. Don't listen to it. Turn I it had, off. We, we did an episode, I was in the Brino show, but same thing, um, with, with Roger Padgett and talking about his dealings yeah, with, the, with, the, with the government on, on, uh, on gambling charges. And uh, As they were I, had, opening I had somebody in Lagodi that didn't like what we said, and I had him on there, and he he was giving Rick similar grief on his Twitter, and and it's like, okay, we, we got it, you know, we got it, we understand, you're upset. There's you know, you're not paying for it. Yeah, well, exactly. And, but that's another thing when it comes to, you know, this whole you know discussion right now about being absolute about everything. Guess what? I, I don't know. I don't think Todd does any. I, I have a little DraftKings account. Rhino, I know you have. My son does. You know, maybe a moderate DraftKings account. Hey, if you don't like gambling, then don't then don't gamble. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. And that's. If you don't like gay marriage, don't marry yeah, somebody that, of your same don't sex. Marry, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it, it's it. And that's, you know, let, 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 let somebody of a higher power figure, I just, figure you so know much what, of this and out. That's, but, and I know that this is supposed to be high school basketball. Or, but, but you know what? The the fiasco in Vincennes oh, was God. an ism. Okay, there's yeah. too many damn isms out there with yeah. fanaticism, and <clears throat> that's a perfect example. And of that it. may be the worst ism of them all. Yeah, and and it's it's what are we two weeks out now or a week and a half out? Yeah, we, yeah. A week plus out, yeah. a week and a half out. Yeah. A week and a half out. That situation just got worse. Really, hold that thought. What did not get worse? was the possibility of having great insurance coverage. And you know where to get that? Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and our buddy over in Lagodi, Travis Brett, who I believe sir, uh, had a birthday this yeah, week. Happy yeah. birthday to Yesterday. Travis. Yesterday, hashtag my agent. 304 JFK Avenue. Give him a call, 295-3129. agent for all your insurance needs. Auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm, health plans, for individual and family, Medicare, supplement plans, oh, dental, vision. I mean, come on, everything. One insurance agent that does it all. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. I believe they say stop knocking on wood. And, and let me talk about Travis just for a second. And I, and I think, you know, we're at the point, all three of us and anybody else, where, where we want experts in our life to also be normal people. And you want teachers to be normal. You want coaches to be normal. You want your, 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 your financial planners to be, to be normal. Travis, 
What a guy, dude. What what a he guy. Was he, 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 he was at the Shoals game. He was at the game Monday night, and he said, like a lot of other people, he said, I've, I haven't been in this gym yet. And you look at him for a second, you say, what are you talking about, Travis Brett? You haven't been in this gym yet? And then you think back to COVID last year, and he's like, no, I, I wanted to come over so badly a couple times to watch you guys play. And you had, you know, attendance restrictions and everything else, and I just wasn't able to get in. He said, this, he said, there is, there is, this place is perfect. So, Awesome. Well, we appreciate his sponsorship. The whole idea of this show is you walk into a bar and you never know what you're going to hear three guys talking about, and here we are. <laughs> now, what? How, tell me about that situation, how to get worse in Vincent's. Oh, I, I mean, with well, I shouldn't say worse. Okay, it's got a little more humorous with the uh, with the new rap song. I saw that. Uh, what was that? The douche disser records? Yeah, or I, yeah, like a little <laughs> little NWA uh, backtrack on it. I think that I, if it's if it's that important that that you need to assault children, you know, eating wings, um, then then you've got serious serious issues in your life. And if the community, thank God, didn't support him, you know what I mean? People weren't, I think I read one, you know, in, in, uh, what are they called? When they, there's lots of people coming. A thread. Thread, thank you. I'm not big with that. Yeah, I know. Um, I think I read one thread said, well, he's a good guy and he's got kids and blah, 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 blah. You know, and that was about as close as we got to a uh, defense. But... It was indefensible. Yeah, that's and, not and one you probably want to go out on it, record. And it <laughs> happens all the time. It happens all the time. Not to that extent, but the ugliness, the... Folks, you got to let it go, my man. Yeah, it's not that important. Yep, for sure. Um, speaking of podcasts, I, was, I thought this was interesting. I went through as I was looking up this Rogan and Young stuff and... I looked up iTunes' list of the top ten podcasts, and one, two, three, four, four of them are true crime. You're a big true crime. Love true crime. Yep. So number one, Morbid, a true crime podcast. Um, Crime Junkies 2, The Generation Y. Um, Subscriber Um, of two and three. Which is by Wondry, I believe. Wondry's got some great podcasts. And and they, they had one on the Delphi murders from Wondry about... Yeah, about this. So. Business, I know they do business wars and, and all kind of stuff. Wondery's really good. Uh, number four, The Daily, uh, the biggest stories of our time told by journalists. Um, that is number four. Number five, I've listened to a little bit of this one, Smartless, with uh, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. May I announce? Some big make an guests. announcement. Make, yeah. make your announcement, Todd. I am now well into season two of Ozark. Okay. Since our last podcast. Season two. I'm into season two. I watched all of season one. Like, in one chunk. We finished the last episode of this current season, part one. We finished it today. Uh, Kirsten and I watched it at lunch. Do not say a word other oh, than... No, I'm not going to spoil shoot me, it. Shoot me the eye look. Do, oh. I need, do I need to binge tonight and tomorrow? Thank you. Okay. I will do that. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was told by... A How many people tr- that I love are going to die? At least one. At least one. Now, love, yeah, at least one. I think I think you like that one person that died. But um, I had somebody tell me that ah, it's kind of slow. That, man, I don't know what what season she's watching because it's not. It's, slow. No, there's nothing slow about it. It's it's um, it's slower than uh, it's, than Yellowstone. It's heavy. 
Like, I don't think it's slower than Yellowstone. You don't I, think so? No, I. What do you I think don't. I, I don't either. I, now, may, maybe may, there's early. Maybe it's because I binged, uh, you know, Ozark, and it seemed like the plot line was moving along. But I la, uh, last night we watched I, I think, two episodes I think it's today right with Breaking Bad. I find myself almost like gritting my teeth sitting there watching it because you know something is about to happen, and there, you're going to have you're going to hear a line in the fi- season finale, Deco. It's going to be very similar to a line I said about Yellowstone. Gotcha. In, in, in gotcha. when we first start talking well, about I, that. I, I, I have and Ruth our, says it, which even makes it better. Well, our, our, our super- I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I didn't like anybody other than Ruth well, when, as I started watching. There's it. not a lot of redeemable characters. In but there's not a lot of redeemable characters in um, uh, Breaking Bad. You know, I mean, it's just one terrible situation to, uh, that yeah. gets worse and worse and worse. I've got to watch Breaking I I, I watched that sporadically, and my brother yeah, chastised I, me this weekend that he can't well, believe that, it. That was a special. Why shoot that shot? Well, I'm sorry, but I just don't shoot that damn shot. Well, they're at 14, Todd. No, yeah, um, really, so that means to they're let the, To let the listeners in on the secret here, Purdue's on TV at Red Bones where we're sitting and having wings and drinks. we got Albert and Coach Thompson over our shoulders, so it's a good night. God, Bar Eve on vacation, seems like. It is. <laughs> Might be for a minute here. Yeah, no kidding. Are there, what's their schedule this weekend? Not girls basketball, dude. And, oh, that's right. And, the and, sex, and, and well, but we haven't officially... We yeah. haven't officially canceled Friday yet. Yeah, have haven't, haven't pulled the plug yet, but I think that's kind of a matter of time. Just, uh, yeah. I'm usually a weather pessimist, but as as we talked about on the girls' game last night, Brian, uh, yeah, a lot of absolutes. Yep, and we talked absolutes are bad a lot of times, but when that many weather experts absolutionisms, are saying, yeah, isms. We'll yeah. get into a little bit of high school basketball. Barry, uh, girls win last night um, in a in a ridiculously physical game against Shoals, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to get myself in trouble because I know we've got listeners. It at was. Shoals, but it. I mean it. It didn't it was, matter if it was shoals it, or any, anything it, else. It was it was it was physical. And, it, it was and a matter of this. They were going to let him play, and if, that was. If your first move is to bring a ball down to your waist, and then your second, the second move, is to try to grab, bear hug that ball and rip it away from somebody. You are not playing basketball. You are playing something yeah. else. That was it. Was tough. But Bar Reeve hung in there, and 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 I I told Lacey this when Bar Reeve. Lady Vikings are better ball handlers. They will handle a team like that and run away from them. However, right now, at the state of this program, they're not good ball handlers yet. They will be. And a team like that is going to knock you out of rhythm, and it's going to be trouble. But that, there will be a day when Bar Reeve will blow that team out by starting five. Starting five will all come back next year. Well, yep. and- and they are gay. That you know, Lacey will do a fine job with them, and they'll be they'll be just fine. And they've gotten better as, as the season's gone on. Yeah, no the question. Part. They're just again they they're they haven't played enough basketball over the last three years to be good ball handlers. And when you play a team that's as rough as that, you just you're, you're going to have a little bit of problem. Uh, I didn't stick around. Reve they got off to a must have got off to a slow start. I saw the it, it seemed like it, it seemed like a choppy start but with the game their footing. But the team I want to talk about that I think kind of. I think I think championship teams come out and they take care of business, and uh, and and Coach Gretchen Miles and yep. her, her hatchets. That was my question. And, and Did you go, Todd? No, Did I was. With, to, I, I didn't know next to you. But, I know, but I they played the second oh, game. Yeah, but that game started before we were. Yeah, but we but were but, a, but a, a six point lead at halftime, and everybody's going, "Oh my goodness!" And they're playing Lenton and this and that, and then and then all of a sudden, um, you know, oh, they, they just they just throw that knockout punch. Yeah. And I, like I said, I'm not predicting any. You know, sectional, regional, semi-state. I'm not going to do that for Washington, but I, I just think 
you know, that's a sure sign. And I see Coach Thompson back there nodding his head. That's a, that's a sign that, that, that those girls are ready to play. Okay, this is now a seven-point game. It was a 17-point game a few minutes ago. I am so over this Purdue team at this moment. Deco, you you uh, got to give Todd credit. He saw it coming. He saw it coming. I don't know when you have an eight-and-a-half-foot center, though, how you struggle at times. It's but, like uh, they just go away for, for – They get bored. They get bored. They go away. You know what's fun about watching Washington? I, I turned it on and was streaming it when we got home and watched a little bit of it. It's funny how your eyes just get get drawn to Elena Thorne. You know, with, 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 the, big, with the big hair and, you know, she's tall and she handles the ball. And, and uh, I would really they – got, they've got such a tough regional. Uh, they have a tough regional. Going all the way down there. Right. And, uh, the, other, the other thing that, that has been a, been a big help is uh, Chloe Browning. I mean, she's starting to, to yeah. hit, you know, hit threes with yeah. regularity. And, and you know, if you leave her open, if you leave Jesse Ledgerwood open, yeah. they're uh, they're going to do it. That, that's that's you you need those. And we and we talked about that last week, I believe. That, that third guy or third girl right. stepping yeah. up. That was and, that and, was the hot take. By and, and Washington starts with three. Yeah. Yeah. that are there. Right. So I mean, for them, it's win number four and five. And and I know they've got at least four. And the the freshman Olivia Gilly is. Uh, not a, not playing like a freshman, right. so, so yeah. they're, they're in good no, shape. They'll they'll get out of here, and then and then we'll see. Like I say, they just got a tough, just got a tough road. I think the, they'll be. I the think region. they are the second favorite in that regional. I think they'll end up playing Silver Creek. Yeah, and Silver Creek is a very very good basketball so. team, and 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 you know you're not going to deny that. And you know, off Gretchen, we go. if they've got a chance, they got the right person at the helm. Gretchen will. Figure it out. I'll go back to this uh, with Jason Bateman. That was number five. Joe Rogan, six. The Trojan Horse Affair. It's a, I think it's a British podcast. Didn't know that one. This was funny, I thought. Did you watch Back in the Day? Did you watch New Girl with Zoe Deschanel? Yes. I, I saw this podcast, but what the hell is this? Welcome to our show. It's her, her best friend with the bangs, tall, dark-headed girl, yep. and, and Who was Winston. also in, um, what was that movie? Me, me and Amber watch it all the time. Uh, she's out of my league. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep, yep. Phenomenal movie. Yep. With Hall and Oates, Todd Lancaster, who you may just not hate. You I guess? Don't, I'm okay with Hall and Oates. Okay, just oh, make wow. sure. Didn't know if you were a Hall and Oatesist. And uh, uh, actually, Daryl Hall's show, Daryl's House, um, where he gets other old, broken down musicians. That, but I've heard that was um, amazing. It's it was pretty awesome. good. It's pretty good. Look, it comes down to this: we all like what we liked when we were young, when we were strong, when we were healthy. When, you know, when we thought life mattered. I know life doesn't matter. The age of Todd is over. Actually, you look young and strong right now. I don't I know what not. you're talking about, Todd. No, I'm saying is the age of Todd don't, is over. But don't be shocked. We're starting to turn heads with this podcast. It might just be starting. No, I'm... I'm no, you're... Maybe, can, maybe Colonel Sanders out. can have a life change you're, at you're, 60. you're off the ropes with an eight count. We're about to get a second win All here, All right, Todd. we'll see what happens. I'm just saying this is... is you know, roll me like like Willie Nelson said, and and Snoop Dogg, roll me up and smoke me. Well, speaking of that, um, I was going to segue. I have no idea how to get to Casa Sevilla from that. From I, I, well, I will tell you, I had dinner there with my favorite date last night. My awesome. my third my third grade daughter. All right, and she, after the game, after the game, she said, "Can we go eat?" And I said, "Absolutely, little girl." 
And you went to Casa Sevilla. Sevilla. I do the harmony on that. I like how you do that. 812-636-2000 if you want to take it out or go in there and see the folks. Sit down having all your Mexican favorites. And you know they can cater your large events or bring a large group in there and eat in the restaurant, drink a frozen margarita, and just enjoy yourself. And they've got more than just Mexican, big American menu. So what did you have last night? Well, I I just had a regular, uh, just a beef chimichanga and daisy. She does the ACP, and we did some cheese sauce, and I had a had a small margarita, nothing, 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 no, nothing too crazy with uh, with 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 school and everything else today. But uh, uh, it, I, I, that that place is so excellent. It's so clean. It's so fast. It's it's just a phenomenal phenomenal stop. And this is a Bari Viking saying this about an Odin business. It it, it really is. It, it, it's outstanding. You know, my big thing. I don't know if you've ever. I I, I do not have a great social media footprint. I do not have a great social media footprint. Okay. Um, I, try I know. To keep when it, I try to tag you on Twitter, I understand I, that. I, well, I mean, in all honesty, Brian, two years ago is when I stopped taking friends. You know, I don't even have you as a friend, and you are currently sitting three and a half feet from me. As I was last night at this time. That's but bull crap. But my whole... was bull crap? He's not your friend on Facebook. Why can't, he just, be, why can't he just be a friend? Why can't he just be a human friend? I think you need, you need to make it Facebook official. I think the biggest problem in this country right now is is social media, but well, that's, that's for okay. another time. 90% of the people that I become friends with, I immediately hit unfollow. So. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. We were talking about Casa oh, oh, Sevilla. Oh, you know? um, but I, no, I was saying is uh, once in a while I will, air quotes, review uh, a little diner or a little place um, that I think is Americana. Yeah. That America would be worse without it. What was that place we went to at the Toby Yoho tournament in between games? Uh, Sam's Pancake House or something right outside Sounds of, fantastic. Right outside of Bloomfield. Oh. That's it, all I really want. It was. I don't want Applebee's. Okay? Yeah. I don't want a bourbon shake and a, and Oreo, a shake. Oreo steak and whatever the hell else that is. <laughs> Although I will say this. They hit me hard with the theme from Cheers and the new yeah. Applebee's commercial. Oh. They get you. I break they down in you. tears. I uh, listen. I may I, I, have I, actually a few years ago when they what? had the old, the old coach came in and they had hung his picture up when he yeah, retired. I, 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 it got dusty. I, I wonder if I wonder if Donald Trump didn't buy that music catalog also. You know, there's always one asshole in the room. <laughs> well, the good thing is with Albert and Coach and me, there's more than one. A lot of candidates here. <laughs> no, um, I'm just saying is <laughs> if you want to keep America great. I think America's Go, pretty awesome. Can I can I finish? Thank you. you. No, right now it, it, I'm having the time of my All life. All we really need to do is eat in little places like that and this. And by the way, chicken wings were once again fantastic. And jo- Coach Thompson behind us just finished off a tenderloin that is on next week's menu. Yeah, Gary Emmons will tell you the Jimmy T sandwich yeah. at Red Bones is as good as it gets. I got some stuff here. I'm just going to bring up some things and let us let us just run with it. Speaking of social media. Where where are we for men using emojis when you text? Dang I always I have this conflict in my once in a while I'll throw that one in there where you're like laughing you're crying Dude, so I, hard I, I, well, I, I feel like I feel like you're adding me right now <laughs> because uh, there's a lot of I'm text not, messages but, where you know myself you Todd Josh Thompson Nathan Lester you know we've got uh, Toby Madison we, we've got a lot of people who are kind of multiple groups 
And man, every time I get a Super Seventy Sports, <laughs> which I is always, one of the few I respond to, which I is mean, always I, I always cry. You know, I have the crying laughing emoji. Wait, can I just say something? As Jaden Ivey did what he just did. Yeah, Jaden Ivey, number twenty-three. Okay, same as. And are you ready to blow your mind? Michael Jordan's sophomore year. Okay, I'm not going to argue with okay, you. Pipe down. Go ahead. Uh, all that right. seems like a bit of a stretch, but that's, that's hyperbola. Um, when he goes, when he goes, number three in the draft. I don't care year. what he goes. He's not going to be the what, greatest Todd, player of all time. Todd. Let's table that for 15 all right. years. Okay, thank there you. There you go. Thank you. When you are undoubtedly rolled up in smoke. Yeah, you will be deader than now, 5 o'clock on Friday. The person shitting on that, me, was also the person in whatever year it was that said J.R. Richard from, from North Carolina was going to be a mega star in the NBA. So, Well, I, I put in print once that Jeff George was next as far as <laughs> he was for several teams. Yeah. But I put that in print that Jeff George could end up the greatest next. quarterback of all time oh. <laughs> because he had an arm that wouldn't and quit. And that's what always got him that next job. That, yep. that got, 185-yard he's got a cannon. That 85-yard pass he did either at the combine or wherever the hell it was. Just for the record, had wings with Jeff George. Really? At a Hooters in 90, maybe, 91? Yeah. In, uh, because I was staying, spending the weekend with Colts kicker Dean Biasucci. Oh, wow. Um, like, was this a romantic thing? or No. Oh. Um, I met his wife, and between his wife and me, I don't think there was much of a, you know, much of a choice. But my is it like a Janine Turner type situation. This is or? exactly like a Janine Turner situation, <laughs> where and this is this is the truth. Is a good friend of mine I was in the Navy with. His wife was Biasucci's wife's best friend. They're from Minnesota, yeah. and they came down for a game. and And he said, "Listen, I got to have my boy with me," you know. And we stayed at his house. We drank his beer. We threw uh, um, empty beer cans in Eric Dickerson's front yard. Wow! I mean, it was it was something to do, baby. <laughs> Deco's painting. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm back. But back to the emojis. I, 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 I. How do we I, get from emojis to devious suit? I don't know. We did. By though. the way, this and is Eric the first Dickerson. time his name has been mentioned, including in his own home, in 15 years. <laughs> I was non-emoji forever, and I've started to give in. So I just yeah, wonder where just we tap were. out. Just step out. Uh, Tom Brady retires. No doubt, the greatest quarterback. Speak of the greatest quarterback of all time. And if you say different, you're a whiny ass Colts fan. I don't want to hear. Yeah, it. I'm with you. Stop it. I mean, I, I, it's not I, even close. You know, I, I fit that description, but yeah, no argument. Um, I thought this was interesting. Danny Lewis, the recruit who Brian Kelly danced behind and helped get over eight million views on that video, uh, picked Alabama. <laughs> Brian Kelly. <laughs> Brian Kelly is what it's was Napoleon over no, for him? No, what was Napoleon Dynamite's brother? Uh, uh, Kip. Uncle Rico. Kip. Oh no, okay. he was he, he was Kip <laughs> when he went to the bus station to pick on uh, to pick up LaFonda. La <laughs> that is Brian Kelly. <laughs> I've never seen. I, oh, that I'm was a, I'm so all, bad. I am an awful dancer. I'm terrible. And I've got more rhythm than Brian Kelly. That was you so know what? Bad. I said last week. On that a, was uncomfortable. On a text thread that he picked up a Cajun accent as quick as Thompson did a oh, Dutch one. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hear you. That makes it even better. You know what? 
that movie is just uh, that is the cleanest, most uncomfortable movie you'll ever see. Napoleon Dynamite yes. on March. Oh, I, oh, I love it. it. Love it. Whatever that Friday is, I believe it's yes. March eleventh. I have tickets, um, and I've got a couple available if anybody wants one. Um, Probably be. I'm guessing that's probably basketball. That'll probably knock you out, Deco. But anyway, they're having a screening of Napoleon Dynamite in Evansville with a discussion panel with Napoleon, Pedro, and Uncle Rico after the movie. So, I just in case you're wondering, there. Jeff George put me became, down as a hard maybe. On that one. <laughs> Jeff George became Uncle Rico. Uh, you he threw that football right over that right mountain. over that Qu- mountain quarter mile. Would have won state back in '82. Tina, eat your ham. Uh, Dude. I was a I, I am a recovering Chicago Bears fan. I, I've been a, I was a Bears fan from when I was a kid, with, and then through the Peyton and, and the great the great '85 Bears, and I always declared myself a Bears fan, even though I and finally just had to admit I don't watch them anymore nor right. follow them, and and I kind of became a pseudo Colts fan this year. But here is why the Chicago Bears are in the state that they're at. When they hired a new coach, right before that. George McCaskey, the Bears chairman, said the primary quality we'll be looking for in both the general manager and the head coach is leadership. On Tuesday, McCaskey hired Ryan Poles, a 36-year-old first-time GM, after interviewing three finalists, and then picked his head coach, Matt Eberflus, the 51-year-old who has never been a head coach at any well, level. I, I'm, I'm picking you up here. Okay. And I, you know. Sorry, because I'm going to throw you down. Just, you're not going to throw me down. Um. You know, all this information today that we've been subjected to about coaches, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins coach who's filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL about, uh, you know, alleging racism. And, you know, as as somebody who argues against a lot of, you know, quote-unquote institutional racism, this is where I'm going to – I'm going to blow Todd's mind and go the other direction. You know, Jim Caldwell, for example, was a finalist for the Bears job. And if you go back and you look at his track record now, not only what he did with the Colts post-Tony Dungy, but the freaking Detroit Lions. Right, right, right. And and you realize this dude who was a finalist for the Bears, and and now that, you know, you, you see Matt Stafford in the Super Bowl, and you realize that, you know, the only time he ever went to the playoffs was with this guy. And this guy can't get a sniff. Man, you know what? You know, maybe they've got a point. And, and I don't know. The Bears, the Bears are the in The Bears that. have had the greatest defenses over the last 30 years. You know, now, they're, you know what I mean? It's not year to year. But, I mean, they have had, they have had, defensive, they have had defensive icons. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this is a team that's had 493 quarterbacks. And even Bloomington's Rex Grossman... Uh, they just can't get out of their own way. Yep. And and Perfectly you know said. when the, when they when they drafted Mitch Trubisky, I didn't know who in the hell. It took me one minute to look up Mitch Trubisky. I'm like, wait a minute. He comes out of high school, plays a few games, then he's hurt for a year and a half. He played 12 games post high school before he became the Chicago Bears fucking quarterback. Well, Billy Bean must have had something to do with that. God. And Seth Rogen. And guess what? He stunk. So, hey, before we go to the last segment, pet peeves in sports, uh, we're going to talk about Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, one agent for all your insurance needs. Look them up on Facebook. Get all kind of information. Give them a call, 295-3129. 
Auto Home Life Business Annuities Farm, one agent, all your insurance needs. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. So I kind of got to thinking about this, put some feelers out to some of my friends, put some on on uh, the social media sites. Pet peeves in sports. My number one that I thought of, and this is mine, not anybody else's, when everybody's fired up for the game, by high school basketball, you got the line, you run through, da-da-da-da, you go slap you know, the guy out there and you do your fancy deal. That running over to the official for the fist bump who doesn't <laughs> give a shit and then running over to the opposing team coaches, which, by the way, half the time they send the freshman coach out there to do it, is I hate that so much. Well, I've been on record multiple times, not to go first here. My all-time pet peeve, and I think it's unnecessary, and I know people disagree with me, I think the handshake line in sports is 1 million percent outdated. I think only bad things can happen there. Yep. I don't care about, you know, the life lessons, and you're supposed to be a gentleman and a sport, a good, good sport. Game, good, game, good game, good game, good yeah, game, good game. You don't mean it. And, and as, you know, somebody who coached for 19-plus years, I'm just in a hiatus right now, the only things that I can recall from the handshake line are bad things, whether I see a player say something to a, an opposing player or coach or vice versa, it happens to us, then you've got to clean the mess up. You know, that North Davies game, uh, you know, here at Bar Eve a couple weeks ago, there was nothing good that could happen in the post-game handshake line that night. Now, was everybody civil? Yeah, I, I, you know, we talked about it and how who went to dinner after the game and everything else. I'm not saying don't be civil. I'm not saying don't be – but but I, I just think, you know what, I, I, I think in the last few years and, you know, going back to volleyball with, 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 with my wife – the post-game wave, I think, is good. Hey, That's good. Hey, thank you, guys. It's a good hard-fought game. Have a good night. We're out. There was a reason in high school football at Red Hill, Bill Evans always told us, do not take your helmet off when we go shake hands because you never know what's about to happen. You never know who's swinging. It was an NHL thing. It was an NHL playoff thing. And that's the only place you ever saw it back 40 years ago was, was you know what I mean, during the NHL playoffs they would do that. And that was fine. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I, I think, and, that, and you're like, how could you say this? You just, well, okay, hang on. I think end of a series, the NHL stuff is the, some of the best stuff in sports because, because those dudes, and, and, and thank you, Todd, for this. You, you always jump on me for not thanking you. Thank I, you for, for making me media credentialed all those years yes. at IU and everywhere else, Big Ten Tournament, Colts, you name it. Thank you for that. Um, but, but, you know, even the media people back then said, you know, the most normal athletes, the most normal professional athletes, you know, they always basically said the NBA players, they're the worst. They're so far detached from reality. They're just, they're, they're, they're not human. Yeah. But, but I said, well, who is the most human? I, you know, I guess baseball, minor league baseball. Right. And they said, no, hockey players. Yep. Hockey players could sit at Red Bones on a Wednesday well, night. They're and, taken out of school at 15. Right. Okay, in Calgary. Yep. And they're sent to Cam Loops or Medicine Hat. Or, or some other godforsaken Sherbrooke in the, in the old Ontario Hockey League. And, and they live with a family, and they are considered superstars in whatever little community they're in. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's, you know, they're just like you and I. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, not Carmel High School, but he was at... Uh, at Broad Ripple. Broad Ripple. Yeah. 
because he was 17 and living with a family while playing for the racers back then. Wow. I, I spent when I was spent some time out in St. Clairsville, Ohio, and we used to go to all the Wheeling Thunderbirds games and had just an absolute blast there. Ryan Wirtz had a good one. He's got a few here, but the one that I, I sh wish I would have thought to put on my list, fans yelling mashed potatoes or Baba Booey at golf matches after they hit. Would you please? Oh, uh, well. And please, that, and the stop. Thing is, and that's where I think most – you know, adult people can sensibly have a couple of adult beverages, knock the edge off, and go, you know what, we're having a really great time and and be sensible about things. Yeah. And there's always going to be in a crowd, <laughs> there's going to be the drunkard who's going to... Are they really going home and listening to their DVR of that? Right. I mean, that's Yeah, what's the point? And I... And I love what what is it the the 17th hole at the Phoenix Open more than anybody else. I think there needs to be I know. exceptions to the rule. See, I'm gonna I make like that. It. I'm gonna make that my mine. You right hate there. really you, see. I like now if they had one of those every week, it'd be a whole different thing. I no, like I it. Just, Sam Ammons hitting a tee shot and raising the roof. I'm in. I I'm doing that at <laughs> I'm doing that at number two at the sectional this year. But even that. Yeah. But, but even even that. It's the, I don't think it's 17th. It's 14th, isn't it? 14th hole at where. At Phoenix, uh, 16th. 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 Okay. I, I think that, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna build the 17th the same way. But it becomes so manufactured. Oh, I just happen to have my Larry Fitzgerald jersey. Yeah. I yeah. just happen to have. But they shut. They shut that throwing stuff into the crowd. They they've kind of. Shut I them. just. Chip Jamerson talked about one that that I've going back to the whole COVID thing. Uh, Illinois making these kids play basketball in masks okay if you're gonna do it do it whatever well, the, you, but they're not doing yeah we, we played robinson <laughs> yeah. you know earlier this year those poor kids and they got off to that 9-0 start and they've got their chin diapers on yeah and you know they're rubbing we're taking charges we're fouling the crap out of each other and we're, we're and it's like come on yeah, and it's like he said, and he's he's a, a teacher, an administrator, and a coach in in, in Central Illinois. He's like, if you're going to make them do it, okay, fine, do it. Yeah, but do it or wearing it, it around your chin, and then they take a mask break, and it just oh, it's yeah. silly. Um, my uh, another one I had is the ticker at the bottom of ESPN games. I don't mind it when it's running, but I don't need to know if. Jameis Winston is iffy or a game time decision on Sunday when I'm watching. He's sick you know, from crab legs. Whatever. Yeah. Got, I mean, got some bad crab legs. Yeah. Well, that's, we've that's a good we've video. got phones with every bit of information yeah. ever created yeah. in the history of the world. Yeah. T time and score, maybe. That's it. Overuse of oh. the term goat, I'm sick of. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the Get rid of it. The fake to third, throw to first, balk cries out of baseball fans. It's not a balk. It never has been. How about, how about this one? How about that stupid um, copper necklace that, that, that pitchers were wearing for years? For, I don't know if they do it quite as much right now, but they used to have the, the you know, it was, it was like a copper fit necklace that, that they were wearing and flat brims. Oh, dear God in heaven, I hate the flat brims. Well, see, I like a good flat brim. Rhino is wearing flat brims these days. I tried. Well, I haven't watched. It's, it's, it's a summer curve. I was, it's last a summer curve. I was wearing flat. I mean, totally flat. And I'm trying to. You know, it's one of those things. Like the emojis. I'm like, ugh. No, am, I, am I pushing it here? I don't no, know. No, you remind me of Kip when you have the flat yeah, brim. Yeah, there you go. Um, Mark Holt. Uh, tweeted at Mark Holt BHS officials letting players decide the game. If it's a foul in the third quarter, it's a foul with three seconds left. And that's where I'm going to use an emoji. Praise hands. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with Mark, but I kind of go just 
how about letting officials determine games? Not necessarily, you know what I mean by that, but but involving themselves. At G Emmons nine, um, not sure who that is, but uh, he says Cardinal fans getting the reputation as the smartest fans in uh, baseball. Oh God! Well, it, and 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 I'm going to tell you something. It's right along, and and Todd knows where I'm at on this. It's right along the, you know. You can't fool Indiana basketball fans. They're, they're just so – Yeah, right, and right. It, and it's like you watch IU and Purdue a couple weeks ago and you see somebody from IU cross somebody over from Purdue and hear every student go, oh, and you go nowhere. You yeah. gain no position. Right. You don't score, but you got a good, you know, and one, uh, you know, what was his name? Hot sauce moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. and I know the hot sauce. I know you know – I'm sure you've had the hot – Once in a no while people sauce, actually so. do just fall down. Yeah, I mean, and it, you just fall – and it's – and it's like uh, nearly every last second play in NCAA basketball so tournament. When, someone's falling when Max down. was just a chubby little shit. Um, and Angie, we're about done. And uh, I took him to the and one thing, and, and I decided I'd interview and make a story out of it. And he, he met Hot Sauce and uh, the professor. The professor. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I see it. And I'm going to tell you what. Uh, those guys were great. I mean, they were really, really they they were they were entertainers, but they were also um, li- like you said they were they were gra- grassroots. They were you know products of the hood and wherever yeah, else. Right. And, yeah. And they appreciated the facts that people loved them. So. Um, at Kinger seven six four nine wanting to fire the coach after every single loss. Example: I'm a big Illini fan and Illini Twitter after a defeat wanting to sack Underwood already. Dude, I I am telling you, you Illinois people. You people. <laughs> you people. Like Ezra says, that's the problem. Underwood, wow. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be sacrilegious here for a second. If you just leave him alone long enough, he'll be so much better than Lou Henson, it won't even be funny. Well. Or, um, uh, and I know Lou was Bruce, buying players uh, and Bruce, Bruce Pearl. And, no, not Bruce Pearl. Are we going to? Are we going to get inundated with the Bruce Pearl stories here from people shortly? We'll have Jeff Doyle on. He'll That's going to be. He's got a couple of them, and they're good. He speaks super highly of the coach. You know, I just, uh, I just know one thing that you got to let Bruce Pearl go now. He has not been at USI for quite a while. He's. That's like we Boilermakers with John Wooden. You know, it's time to let John Wooden go. How about if we lose it, it was the ref's fault guy. And every call, if you're sitting in a crowd where you're partial, every call's a bad call. And you hear it on both sides. I got ten names I won't say that I can think of <laughs> right now across the area. Uh, at Chip Jamerson, prefacing your team's allegiance when making a general sports statement. Hey, I'm a Cubs fan, but I could say Albert Pujols was a great hitter in St. Louis. And I quote my friend Chip, no fucking shit. Being a fan of a team shouldn't make you a complete fucking moron. Uh, parents coaching from the stands. I got that one from a, a recent former player. Um, I've been guilty of this. I'll be honest with you, but usually it's I, just when I <clears throat> see my daughter using poor techniques and I go, lift, and we got it. Screaming yeah. at my daughter, Sarah, and go. calling her dinosaur arms <laughs> <laughs> at fifth grade games. Come on, dinosaur arms. That's, uh, that, that might borderline on abuse. You know what? The thing I'm happiest about in my life is that I have no more children playing playing sports. My life is better. I'm a better human because of that. Well, I was going to see if we got any more here. Um, 
Kevin, well, this is brand new, so I haven't I haven't uh, read these. At at uh, K Wood, shooters have the upper hand. They should know if it's short, long, or what part of the rim it's going to hit and go rebound it. A uh, couple of players complaining to officials after a foul. Quit your crying. I can see that. Uh, Brady Helm said no at all parents. There's a lot of those out there. No, those are exclusive to Go back in the archives of the B3 podcast <laughs> and look at uh, your parents are loco episode. Yeah. I, we just you know had, what? Here's one. Maybe people just should not be allowed to attend anything yeah. at any level. I'm telling you, COVID sucked. But, but it last was. year's games weren't all that bad. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, we covered it all tonight. We talked about the Neil Young, Joe Rogan controversy. And Seth Rogan. And, and we talked about Seth Rogan. And uh, Snoop Dogg made an appearance in tonight's episode. We got big things coming. Uh, if you see a bonus episode come up and you're like, who in the heck's Mike Ray? We did a old school Red Hill podcast with the legendary coach of Red well, Hill and then had a VU experience. And it was a good interview. I may throw it up on B3 just well, to see anybody's and, interested. And not to cut you off too much here, yeah, Brian, but, but uh, everybody thinks, well, that may be an Illinois one. No, it's not. It is, it is, a, it is a small town love letter to basketball yep. to a guy who has done it everywhere. He's done everything yep. at a variety of levels, at a variety of stops. He's been in Indiana. He's been in Illinois. But uh, like a lot of things, it, it, it's the stories. And that's where everybody says, oh, well, what's it mean to be romantic and to romanticize something? You know, it's just you, you, you tell it through the lens of, hey, this is the way it should be. Yep. And, uh, and, and hearing some of that guy's, you know, stories and just talking to you and some of those some of those. Uh, I'm not going to call you guys old timers, but I'm, well, it, 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 it's it's phenomenal. It's it's really good. It's a, it's a generation that's gone. They're not coming back. That's right. And uh, that was a guy that lived. I mean, he had other things, other interests. He lived his life to coach kids and young men how to play the game of basketball. And he's got some good stories. Coach Joey Hart at VU. Yep. He, you know, I mentioned that I'm over here. He he mentions Brian Hughes. He talked about Josh Thompson. I mean. He, you know, and I've, I've talked to some other people. They're like, oh, yeah, tell Coach Ray we said hello. And and uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So if you see that bonus episode come up, you know, uh, give it a listen if you want. Uh, look in the, the show notes. I kind of put on there what happens when. And uh, so you can, you can skip forward if you need to. Um, this podcast is on a roll. We are going places that I'm not sure that uh, we're ready to announce yet, but who knows what's going to happen. So stick you with think? us. Stick with us. And, uh, Todd, I have a special surprise for you. Now, I will say this. Um, I said I'm going to quit using copyright music because I think we're going to do some things, but this is just for you. This is our friends. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Marrakesh Express. I'm going to give Written them by Graham Nash on a trip through Africa. I'm going to give them full credit. This is Crosby, Stills, and Nash. If you hear this, we're sorry. We'll never play it again. Todd is dancing. Is this the first time he's dancing Red Bones, you think? Todd, although uh, I do make fun of him for a variety of things, he also has remarkable rhythm. I, I will I will write and perform some original music. Then bring your guitar. Get I'll do that. Then bring it. Maybe I'll just bring a, my, a little ukulele. Hey, this is the... Just play it while we go. This is the B3 Podcast. Three guys talking sports and a whole lot of other stuff. Tune in with us. Tell your friends. We're on a roll. We're getting bigger. We're getting better. And we're not going anywhere. B3 Podcast. We will see you next time. Yep.
See you, Brino's mom. Tommy Lynn sells. Double guilty. Oh, double. <laughs> double guilty. <laughs>